couple of years down the road, you are living at a new spot. Yeah. Where yeah. am I still in Los Angeles or sunny, beautiful. You live, you laugh, you love Las Vegas, Las Vegas, Los. Yeah. You were living in Las Vegas for a while. Oh, uh, you no. just moved. Yeah. Just for like a year. Why? Why did I move to Vegas for a year for a relationship? Oh no, Pat. Yeah. You're um, this sucks. You've been going to like a, a certain gas station in uh, Los Angeles. Yeah. And you were going there because uh, there was a guy who worked there who you just thought was like a really cool dude. Yeah. Uh, he was. Yeah. He's actually known. He's kind of like locally famous. Yeah. Uh, he. Yeah. They actually wrote like a news article about him in, in, <laughs> uh, in time and <laughs> time. The it, time he, magazine. Yeah. Wrote a news called, article about this guy. Yeah. Yeah. They, they called it. Kevin's Corner, the most popular inside the world of the most popular gas station attendant in America. Yeah. <clears throat> the guy who works there is named uh, Kevin Gilb. Yeah. And uh, he got you a pretty good job in Vegas. How did this how did this guy who works at a gas station get me this really great job? Like, how does he know me professionally enough to like help me out with that um you've just been going to him for a very long time uh kevin gilb basically uh he, he's just like he's kind of like a hired gun for gas stations but he is like the best in the country yeah at it yeah so uh if he's like working <clears throat> somewhere and then they're like uh like a gas station down the road will like contact him and be like we'll give you 40 cents more he's like i'm there he's got no loyalty no to loyalty. uh but honestly, he doesn't need it. That's how good he is. People are like, look, I know he's going to like move on eventually, uh, maybe even quickly, maybe even tomorrow. But, you know, it's good for our name to have uh, Kevin Gilb yeah. come through here. It automatically spikes up uh, business. All the Gilb heads, when they find <laughs> out where he's at, they end up going there. He's a late season rental, you know? Yeah. Yeah, basically. And so he, uh, you know, you've been going there for a while. He gets to know you and stuff. And uh, you were kind of went in there talking one day and you were like, man, I feel like lately I just need a change. You know, I just need to like do something, do something different. Just do something crazy. And then uh, Kevin Gilb looks at you and he's like, how do you feel about Las Vegas? And you look over at him. Well, how, how do you feel about Las Vegas? I've, you know, <clears throat> I've never been. I'm not like a gambler, not a, like a drinker. Uh, you know, I mean, there's pornography all over the street. So my mom tells me that my mom tells me that as you walk down the strip in Vegas, people just hand you pornography. And as a kid, I always thought the streets of Vegas were just littered with pornography. So it sounded really cool. Lately, uh, Las Vegas, uh, they try to do the whole like uh, turn Vegas into like a family yeah. thing. And like lately they've just been embracing the seedier side. Oh, so like there, like there's commercials where it's like, it shows like this, this guy, he's kind of like a scrawny looking geek with like huge glasses. Yeah. 
and like a backpack and his like shirts tucked in and he's like walking and he's like oh and then like he walks by uh las vegas and uh just like <laughs> muscle bound idiot it's like try this kid and gives him like a like a drink one of those drinks that comes like a pineapple yeah. you know what i mean yeah and he takes one sip and he turns into this like giant like hulking like hunk and it's like at the end and, and, and like it, and like he turns to the camera and he goes they hand out pornography on the street oh no so there's like a bunch of commercials like that. <laughs> My and that, mom and they, was right. Yeah, and they do hand out porn. <laughs> like like things are getting pretty intense right now in Vegas. Um, they um, there's another commercial. How could they do like that? A, How could they do that? It's just now hitting me. How the fuck could they do that? My mom said that my mom said that they were just handing pornography to everyone, like children and everything. It's like that's a yeah. crime. I just always believed that, like, mom. That's a crime. So they have very strict um, guidelines. What the for fuck? The, uh, so for the for the pornography, what they do is yeah, my mind is blown. They, yeah, they 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 hand it out to a lot of people, but they make sure not to give it out to like kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like you know, like priests or like whatever. Oh, priests. So um, okay. so they're like uh, you know, they have someone. They go look here, and then at the at the end of the commercial, they're like uh, this guy uh, steps out. Uh, to like give like a speech, it's um, it's Matthew McConaughey. He's like in a suit, and he's like, you know, we had a lot of fun with this commercial. <laughs> One thing, a retrospective. Fucking <laughs> One thing that we take seriously here in Las Vegas <laughs> is the distribution of pornography. <laughs> Don't worry, we won't give your kids porn. And then the commercial ends. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Las yeah. Vegas. So, uh, yeah, there's another commercial for Las Vegas uh, where it's uh, just a guy on the phone. Uh, he's talking to his wife while he's uh, banging a prostitute. Jesus and, Christ. Yeah. How do we know she's um, a prostitute? Is it implied? Um, because um, at, at, at the end, uh, like the commercial basically is you just hear like a guy talking and he's like, yep. Uh-huh. And like you're just watching like a like a wall, and you're in the, at the beginning of the commercial, and like as the uh, camera slides to the right, uh, you just like he you keep hearing talk to him, talk to his wife, like, "Yep, uh huh, I'll be there tomorrow." Yeah, you know, there's a lot of work, but things are okay. And then like it pans to like the to the right or whatever, and it um it just shows this guy fucking this uh, woman. Yeah. And uh, his voice, <clears throat> but what's weird is that his voice stays perfectly <laughs> he calm never the breaks. entire time. He never breaks. And like never she breaks, almost busts. Yeah, she's keeping quiet because uh, she doesn't want to get him in trouble or nothing, you know. So um, he's doing that. And what's kind of weird is that. <laughs> but um, once again, how do you know? How is the implication that? It She's well, hold on. well, yeah. So what happens is um, the only nudity that you see is you, all you see is the back of the guy's balls. And you see like, oh, that what? And stuff. This is a commercial, yeah. Pat, for yeah. Las Vegas. You can't show balls on a commercial. They did, dude. And so um, and they like Who, they uh, fine every single time. Do they? Uh, they get fined by the FCC, but they show it like a bunch. They Who, don't give a shit. Is, is there like a ball model? No, it's just this guy. Who? What's his, what's his name? What's the, the guy? The actor? The name of the actor whose balls are featured, is whose bare balls are shown on this nationwide commercial for Las, for the city of Las Vegas. Who did they audition? Whose um, balls are is, on this thing? Who has commercial is, balls? At the time, he is uh, unknown. 
Uh, okay. he's, like unknown he's like an unknown actor or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and basically they plucked this guy from obscurity. He was a struggling actor. He was working, uh, you know, as like a bus boy in Los Angeles before he got his big break in this commercial. Uh, he traveled uh, to Los Angeles uh, from like Nebraska in like a beat up Ford, you know? Yeah. Sounds like a fucking to be, Bob Seger song. Yeah, dude. He listened to Bob Seger the entire time. That he Can't blame there. him. And uh, he got there, and within like a year, he he got his big break where he plays this 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 you know philandering man. Oh, and, so he wait, uh, you know he's he's the he's the guy who's we see his actual balls, the actor, his actual balls. So there's yeah, not like stunt ass. balls; it's like his, his actual ass, bare ass no. and balls and his asshole and stuff. Do we see his asshole, Pat? Yeah, you didn't say that. Is, you said the only nudity we saw was this guy's balls. Now you're trying to slip well, an asshole by me? Yeah. Because the woman that he's uh, having uh, sex with uh, reaches behind him and just opens it up. <laughs> Jesus it is Christ. shocking, dude. This is a yeah, graphic but anyway, so, commercial. Well, dude, it's the new Vegas, what, man. Do we see the shadow of a shaft on the wall? What the fuck, Pat? No, no, no. You just see his uh, balls and asshole. But uh, his, so, basically, uh, so that actor's name is Henry Glast. Glast, G L A S T. This is a big break. Last name. He uh, ends up with. He ends up doing a very having a very long career in like uh, like like softcore pornography, like uh, Beverly Hills like, Bordello. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Hot Springs Hotel. Oh, uh, all the hits. Uh, they do a remake. Uh, Real sex. No, what is that? A man. Uh, the Emmanuel. Emmanuel? Fe- yeah. Oh, so it's man. And Star every, Wars of softcore. Yep. And in every single one, you see his balls, <laughs> even though it's softcore Christ. and they're not actually. Yeah. So, man. So, like I said, Vegas is pretty intense. So you, uh, your relationship with Kevin Gilb got you a job uh, working. Uh, you were um, managing a convenience store there and you did it for a year. Kind of because you were like, you know what? I just want to do something completely different. You said I moved and there for did- a relationship. Your relationship with yeah, big dude. Your relationship with, with Kevin Gill. Uh, yeah, are you fucking romantic, kidding me, Pat? I didn't say romantic relationship. Pat, I, it was. What? Are you fucking serious? I'm 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 ten plus years into comedy. Finally, get to Los Angeles, feeling good, and then I get bored and I just move to manage a gas station in Las Vegas because I'm friends with a guy who runs the pump at the one down the street from me. Well, he was in, you know, Time Magazine. I don't give a fuck, Pat, about Time fucking magazine. I don't want to. I don't want to move to Las Vegas to run a goddamn gas station. That's just, that's not where I want to go. You know that. Norm. Yeah. So normally that would be the case, but you were like, you know what? You thought you think to yourself, I could use a a break no. from this soul destroying town. No. That's not, I worked, so, I worked so hard and gave up so much shit to get to LA. You realize that, right? <clears throat> you realize that you are one of my best friends. You know what happened to me <laughs> because I moved to Los Angeles. Yeah. You know, the sacrifice that I made. Look, uh, my four plus year long relationship ended because I moved to Los Angeles there. It's on the record. Uh, that's probably one of multiple reasons. I don't know. It's very uncomfortable to talk about. Uh, you remember her from being killed on this show multiple episodes. She's a wonderful <laughs> person. I love her to pieces. She's great. 
I but when I moved that and that ended it, Pat. <laughs> I wouldn't just move to fucking L.A. Uh, literally ruin my life for a year. This has been the worst year of my fucking life, and then just move to Vegas to run a goddamn gas station. And you think about that the entire drive. Of course I do, Pat. This is the thing I want to do the least. But you're kind of just like, you know what? Fuck it. A year is a year. I'll do this. I'll see how I like it. I'll see what Vegas is like. I'm so fucking pissed uh, off right now. I'm so mad right now. Your first day living there, uh, you had like a actually a pretty nice apartment. And uh, you like walk outside. There's like a nice deli nearby. So you're like, I'm going to have somebody to eat, I think. Because, you, you know, you're pretty tired from moving in and stuff. You think about getting a goddamn uh, meatball sub. And you... Uh, you start walking and this guy walks past you and just hand you some pornography and you kind of look down and you're like, well, okay, this is kind of cool, I guess. But after a year, you're like, eh, you know what? I think I'm going to move back. So you move back to what uh, a fucking waste. What a waste of a goddamn year. I'm 35 right now. You know what I mean? There aren't many years left, Pat, and I'm just going to go fucking burn one in Vegas. Well, you know, no, I don't know. You think like as you drive there beyond uh, thinking of all the sacrifices uh, you made uh, to live in in Las Vegas. You also uh, are thinking about like just being fucking free, man. So you move back to uh, to L.A. You have a new uh, place that you're living at. Yeah. Um, Yeah. What happened is um, you had a uh, like a great uncle you didn't know about. Which side? On your mother's side. Okay. And um, you you ask her about him because like, he so he dies and he leaves you uh, in his will a pretty good amount of money, like a nice chunk of change. And you're like, who the fuck is this? Like you don't really know who this person. Is. My family's you ask your poor. Sure. So you ask your mom about it, and she's like, oh yeah. She's like that guy was fucking weird. We shouldn't say fuck, but you know what I mean. She's like, um, she's like, yeah, that was uh. Yeah, that that was my uncle. He, yeah, he, he was. We were kind of estranged for, from him, so we never really talked about him. He ended up like having like a like a very financially successful life as a bounty hunter. Great, and a hitman. So uh, he has like a pretty nice, uh, you know, chunk of change. Like I said, that he leaves you. How much? And um, he leaves you two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Okay. And so so you're like so you're driving there and you drive to LA, you just think to yourself, cha-ching. So you uh you you get the money and you end up like uh buying a uh a house. And it is a uh, it's not like a giant house, it's not quite a cottage, but it's like a you know, it's like a little uh 250 grand. Well, you yeah, you use some of that money to buy the house. Uh, in and, Los Angeles? Yeah, it's in a kind of like a weird part of town. Yeah, it's called Softville. God damn it, Pat. So Softville is a kind of like a <clears throat> it's a kind of like it's known as like a a hidden gem almost uh, of the greater Los Angeles area, because not a lot of people even know that the homes are there and they're very uh, they're very affordable. Uh, and uh, how I convenient. Mean, uh, yeah. So you. um. To get to Sawville, you uh, you follow the Black Star, which you do, uh, and it leads you to Sawville. Every day, and, uh, I follow the Black Star home. Y- you f- yeah. 
It's just and it's so, just in the sky. We've never talked about this. It's just up there. Sure. In and the then middle fall, of the day. It's always there. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a black star. You can I see it during know. the day. What about at night? At night, there's like a thin red outline of it. Red? Yeah. God damn it. And when you like really squint at it, and if you have a, uh, a telescope and you look directly at the I don't know a fucking star, telescope, Pat. My life sucks. There's like a pupil in it. There's a, okay, so it's an eyeball. It's a star, but it's an eyeball. I mean, I'm just telling you. Yeah, so, you're telling me it's got a fucking pupil. That means it's an eyeball, Pat. That's what a pupil belongs in. <laughs> a pupil only means certain things. Is, is it a is it a student learning or is it a an anatomical part of the eyeball? I mean, no one really knows. Not even the people of Sawville. <sighs> Not a lot of answers. Feeling, you get the feeling they don't want to talk about it. So uh, you live in Sawville, and it's uh, kind of a nice spot. Like I said, you um. You purchased it. Uh, you have some, um, a little bit left over, but yeah. not a ton. Uh, and so, Sawville is an interesting place. People that live there are a little eccentric. Yeah. Uh, in the uh, the town s- square, uh, there is a gigantic square, and uh, every midnight in February, a, a it opens. The square opens. Yeah, it's like a physical square. It's about it's about five feet by five feet. It's like a cube. Yeah, that's what's it made out of. Dark matter. The fuck, Pat. So um, it opens up every uh, February at midnight. Uh, the people who go inside uh, always come back, but uh, they are not allowed to talk about what they saw. So you uh, you live in Sawville, right outside of uh, L.A., and uh, you're kind of like, man, I need to get a new job. I need to get a job, rather, you know? Yeah, because so, I've been running a so, fucking gas station for the last year. Yeah, it didn't really pay that much. Yeah, it, it doesn't, Pat. So my stepmom yeah. did. I know how much that brings in. I know the kind of groceries you bring home on a gas station manager's salary. I've lived that life. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's not pretty. So you um, uh, start working at this uh, this place. It's a a year long haunted house. Hate haunted it's houses. A, I'm a coward. Yeah, but you don't like once the, the the thing about it is that the haunted house is pretty scary. But once you like, like they don't make you go through it if you don't want to when you work there. But they're like. Look, we'll show you how it works if you want. And you kind of see all the behind the scenes stuff. So when you actually see it, you're like, it kind of takes away the uh, the scariness. Because yeah. you're like, oh, that's Dwayne. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's um, Who does Dwayne play? So basically, uh, it's, 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 it's a haunted house for, uh, for, <laughs> for Italian men. Oh, man, Pat. It's called it's called Gabagool. Oh Jesus Christ! Holy shit! That's that's the linchpin of this whole episode, isn't it? You had an idea while you were high for a haunted house called Gabagool, and it's geared towards Italian men, and yeah, you so- decided to make an episode entirely around that. That's how the sausage is made. Well, I said by accident that you lived in Las Vegas, so I had to explain that. 
So, um, <laughs> so, so basically, so that so the guy you asked about, uh, he plays. He plays an Italian. He plays like like an older Italian uh, mother. Dwayne. And what happens is, yeah, Dwayne. The first uh, room you go in, it's just him dressed up like a, like an Italian mother, being like, "Hey, you're 34. You have to move out now." And it's like, and like all the Italian Christ. men who go in there are like, "Oh my god!" Oh my out. god, Pat. You're yeah. Just, the next insinuating that all 34 year old Italian men live with their mothers. Well, no, they live with their moms so they get married. So um, <laughs> the. the the next one that they go into is um yeah it's uh it's a room where they have uh like their their wife and kids are there and uh the, the uh, their wife goes like all right well uh here is um here's tonight's dinner spaghetti and meatballs and like you kind of get closer and look down at it and it's just a plate of noodles, noodles. Covered in ketchup. Oh no! And all the Italian guys are like, ah! <laughs> they're like, "Me, mom." <laughs> here comes the them, here comes the impression. Some of them, some of them <laughs> get very upset. Like, 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 like it's it's rare that's that anyone gets to the end of Gabagool. Yeah, uh, yeah, like because it gets pretty, you know, scary for these guys. Like one of them, um, you uh, you walk into uh, you walk into the room, you know, walk into or whatever. And, um, you know, some guy just like sticks his head out of a window and he's like, the Mets suck. And it starts like this big fight. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's rare to get to the end. So like Gabagool is without a doubt the best haunted house for Italian men, uh, in America. And, uh, if you're not a man or Italian, you can still go. You're probably not going to find it quite as, uh, as frightening, but you know, who knows? Yeah. So, um, you're working there and, uh, Things are like. What am you know, I doing there? Um, you are working as security. Pat, I'm not a security guard. I'm not. That's I know, not you, me. You're not. I said insecurity. Insecurity. So what happens is you, uh, you like monitor cameras and stuff. Okay. And whenever right. you see something uh, happening, like like there's a strict like no outside food policy sure so sometimes um you'll like notice like a uh, an italian guy like uh in the corner and he's just like like just has like t like mozzarella just like stuffed into his throat he's just like eating mozzarella and eating, and eating it yeah pepperoni uh you know some fucking uh sausage and peppers all kinds <laughs> of stuff so that's really the only part of your job is that you kick out uh men who are eating a uh, food inside because so you're that's, not supposed to that's my job is to <laughs> identify and then remove men who are bringing in sausage and peppers and pepperoni and just enough mozzarella that they can't make it uh, they can't eat it all the way from the car into the line yeah so like and like basically all i have to do is walk up to him and go like sir i'm gonna have to ask you to leave and like as you're like bringing them out they're like oh like like marinara sauce will like fall out of a guy's like uh, shirt pocket or whatever Jesus and he's like Christ. and he goes ah the gravy <laughs> uh, you know so um life is okay uh i suppose um you kind of like where you're living you know uh sawfill for all its uh oddness it's an okay place to live you yeah. know your neighbors you know what i mean yeah. they're fine um and what's very cool about it is that you have like a small pond in your backyard and you can get, and a, you can get a lot for 200k in sawfill <laughs> brother you don't want 
to know. I do, Pat. I, what you can get for two hundred and fifty grand in Softville. I do, because I had it. What do I have? I have a pond in the backyard. Yeah, and there's like a like a palm tree next to it. Okay, it's nice. Yeah, sounds great. Is this pond? So it's like a. Can I like fish in it? Can people swim in it? Um, it's not really large enough uh, to, to swim in, uh, but um, yeah, there, there, there's fish in it. You can you can fish. Uh, how, how big yeah. is it? It changes. What, Pat? So the day that you move in there, what the uh, fuck, Pat? There's like a you know a small pond, and then the backyard, and it looks like it's only about like you know five feet by five feet. Yeah, what a shitty yeah. pond! It's not even a—it's a puddle, Pat. It's not even like five feet. Yeah, and you kind of look out at it, and that's kind of what you think. And so you end up naming it a uh, puddle pond. And so um, you're kind of living there, and like every day, you kind of look outside and notice, like, huh, the pond looks bigger than it Great. used to. It's gonna fucking overtake my house. I'm gonna have to call the goddamn insurance company. I'm gonna change my policy. I tell somebody the pond is encroaching on my house. That's what I have to tell them. And they're going to go, you're fucking crazy. I'm going to have to set up cameras to document this. Yeah. So the reason that you don't do that this is fucking that sucks. you have kind of been doing some uh, extra stuff for money on the side. What the fuck does that mean? Uh, a couple years ago, you um, became... A couple years ago, uh, CBD was uh, ruled uh, illegal in uh, in Los Angeles and in the whole entire state of California. So, uh, in the meantime, uh, you have become one of the biggest CBD dealers in the Los Angeles area. I'm a drug dealer. Yeah, like CBD, I mean, CBD. Dealer, yeah. yeah, but that so, means like, totally illegal. I guess they would they would call yep. me a drug dealer. And so, uh, and you kind of like, you just think it's funny. Like you, you, you have a jacket that says drug dealer on the back. You just wear it as a joke. I wouldn't do that. Why, so why not, did I decide so like, to start doing this? This is, this is, once again, I'm, fucking, I'm a coward. Like that seems like you'd have to like be very because brave you just You get, that. you're so high up in the business that like, there's no real scariness you know what i mean it's like people come and they give you money every week and you're like all right hell yeah and that's about it so it's not like you know you're like the head one of the head muckety mucks in the cbd dealing game i don't like this at all how much am i making a year neck you're making an extra 20 grand a year there's not a big demand yeah, it seems like I'm, weed is weed is still legal. I'm, so still, people I'm are putting like, oh. myself at risk. Yeah. So because of because of the stresses of this um, of this job, you kind of stop noticing how big the pond is getting. Pat, that's not. Then, I would notice if I look because if I looked at the pond at all, I would know it's getting bigger every day, and I wouldn't just stop giving a fuck about that. <laughs> yeah. 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 But so you think that, but you forget how stressed out you can get especially doing something like you know the cbd business you know there are some pretty uh, it's not worth 20 uh, grand. cats out there it's not worth See, 20 it's, grand. It, you don't do it for the money what the fuck am i doing it for because it sounds like it's making me miserable 
you doing no. for the power? So you finally uh, notice, you're kind of like, that's kind of a big pond. It's you, 20 you're grand. Like, yeah, but like under the table cash. Yeah, maybe. it's 20 grand cash. That doesn't make me feel powerful, Pat. That's what I'm saying. It's not about the money. It's about the feeling of power you have. Like, like when you like, we, <sighs> like there's like, there's certain places in town you go to that like, like if you go to the, um, uh, like a rock store, yeah. you know what I mean? Where they, they have like cool rocks or whatever. They'll just skip you to the front of the line, dude, because the, the people there know who you are. They, They're some of your biggest the rock store. Okay. Stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, you kind of look outside and you see the pond and you're like, well, maybe I should talk to somebody about this. And you're like, ah, whatever. I'll figure out tomorrow. You go to bed. You wake up in the middle of the night. 3 a.m. It's 3 a.m. I must be lonely. You can't help but be scared. Oh, sometimes. And you look out the window at your pond yeah puddles pond and you see like a figure kind of like come up out of the water what the fuck pat and you're kind of like what the fuck yeah that's what i and just said what the fuck pat and you see them standing on the water jesus christ are they do they look like a ghost or they look they look solid no, they, they, they look you know human shaped or whatever you can't really tell what all you know is that it comes up out of the water stands on the surface of the pond and like peers up at your window it's looking at me yeah this fucking it, sucks it waves what do you do fuck man i don't know do i do i leave do i wave asking, back does this thing just look threatening uh, it's too far away to tell. I mean, it's waving at you. I mean, I, I, I raise my hand to see if it to see if it, it is looking at me. See how it reacts. You wave your hand. It waves his hand even more. It kind of like it. beckons to you, like you know. Yeah, let's what go. Do do? Let's go. I'm gonna go with this one. Everything, everything inside of me says nine times out of ten, I say fuck this, and I I would leave and run yeah. away. But I'm gonna go with this one. <laughs> sure. So um, you go outside and you walk uh to the pond. Yeah. And uh, you kind of get right to the pond's edge, and uh, you can kind of make out in the clear moonlight, um, this figure standing on the water, um. It peers at you with bright green eyes. He's got like a uh, white beard. Yeah. Comes down a few inches. He's dressed almost like a, like a druid. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's wearing like a cloak. Yeah. Big sleeves. He, goes, he looks at you and he goes, hello, Aaron. Yeah. I am the monarch of the pond. <laughs> oh God. He goes, and I and I need your help. What do you do? I say, what do you need, monarch of the pond? He goes. 
if you bring me 20,000 dollars I can triple it in two weeks. No. He goes on to explain uh, that he has like an investment plan and stuff for that money. He's like, we can make a lot of money together, Aaron. I'm not making a lot of money. I'm making, I mean, I'm making like, I'm making like what's like 60 grand, which is, Mm? which is like, Hey, that's good. You know? Uh, Yeah. But that's not so much money that I feel comfortable giving somebody twenty thousand dollars. Sure, especially a, a fucking investment banker who just emerged from the middle of this pond. <laughs> you know, I don't want to. I don't want to trust that guy. I'll go to Schwab sure. if I want to invest. You know, or I don't. Why, so I, I'm an idiot. I'm not going to invest any money. So you just you just kind of back away. You're like, yeah. I, this is fucking. I go no, th- no, thank you. If I would have known that's what it was, there's no fucking way I'm coming outside. If you would have been like, hey, come talk to me about your finances, I would have stayed upstairs. So you kind of walk away and uh, you're like, well, that was fucking weird. Yeah. And um, you kind of see like somebody uh, standing like to the side of your house, kind of. (laughs) What the fuck? Why is this? He's wearing a like a crown. He has like a royal robe. He goes, hello, Aaron. I am the Prince of Bel Air, and I am seeking the, the monarch of the pond. I just do you point, know where he is? Point. He fucking wasted my time. You know what I mean? He's been growing this lake, which has been pissing me off. He wakes me up in the middle of the night in the creepiest way imaginable, and then when I get there, he wants to fucking pitch me. He wants to fucking. That's a cold ask. Just twenty k. Yeah. You know, I don't give a fuck about that guy. He's done nothing to like. You know, he came sure. out of he came out of a pond. I'm sure he can fend for himself. Sure. So you kind of like point, and he goes, "Thank you, good sir." He walks away. He has a, a fuzzy pair of a uh, dice around his uh, neck. You're like, all right. You go upstairs. Uh, you go inside your house, rather, or your apartment, and uh, you go, or your house. Yeah, sorry. And you uh, you go to sleep. Uh, you dream of a howling void. Great. Uh, you wake up the next day and you kind of stretch and you're like, ah, it's your day off. Yeah. You think to yourself, time for a hearty breakfast. And um, you go downstairs, uh, you cook yourself some sunny side up. And it's not my, it's not how I go, but you know, you decide to do something different. You have a, like a cast iron skillet that you're really, that is practically begging you <laughs> to cook eggs in it to crack some fucking eggs when you take it out and you look at it it <laughs> like wouldn't. shines in the early morning light why am i and cooking eggs in a cast iron skillet it's the only way to do it <laughs> dude it's like lord <laughs> it's like the, the one way you don't do it because <laughs> they, they stick so bad you guys why you're like <laughs> Not Never the mind. way you do it. Okay. okay. So I got a technique. Yeah. And so uh, you crack open the eggs and you put them down into the cast iron skillet. And <laughs> yeah. you're like, hell yeah. What a thought to my day. Or start to my day. And then like you look out the window. Yeah. Uh, and you see um, the uh, the monarch of the pond uh, the crucified. Oh, my God. Uh, on a tree outside. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And you kind of look outside and you go, what the fuck? Uh, and then, um, you turn 
and uh, standing there is uh, the Prince of Bel Air, and he slices your fucking throat. <laughs> what the fuck, man? And he goes, "Thanks for telling me what I wanted." And then he uh, he what actually the puts fuck. His- he actually puts his mouth in the wound that he made Great. on your neck Great. and he sucks out all your blood oh, almost Jesus. instantaneously and you're just literally skin and bones. That's so, uh, just skin and bones. He like sucks yeah. out all my organs too. Yeah. My balls. And, uh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> Bro, my colon. And, uh, dude, your skin and bones. Oh man. Yeah, your colon's in there too. And so, um, so you die, and then uh, the eggs Sucks. just stay on the stay on the the cast iron skillet. It's gonna ruin uh, that skillet. Yeah, and then the, the entire uh, house uh, burns down on the oh, fire. Fuck. And when the cops show up, uh, or the firefighters show up, they figure out what happened, and they go, "Eggs on an iron skillet." Then one of them goes, "Huh, I might have to try that." No, don't. Unless it's it's got to be extraordinarily seasoned. Otherwise, it's gonna stick. Use non-stick pan. It's just eggs. But you are, um, oh, I mean, you're man. long dead. That fucking sucks, Pat. That one sucked yeah. the whole way through. There's nothing redeeming about that. <laughs> what do you mean? There was nothing redeeming about it, Pat. You sent me to run a fucking gas station in Las Vegas. <laughs> you know, I come back and working at a goddamn year-long haunted house. Just a costing, a costing Italian men who bring outside food in, in there. <laughs> I'm also selling CBD, and that's that's why I can't. That's why I can't like fucking tell the police about this, or I can't like tell anyone about this because they're they're gonna bust my CBD ring. It's that illegal. One, that one sucked. <laughs> I even tried to go. I even tried to like out of character, like do it. Yeah, I went for it. I went. I tried to grasp the brass ring, and I got fucking sure. burned. And you, yeah, you learned a valuable lesson. Fuck you, fucking you. idiot. You just die like a coward. Fuck you.